Welcome to episode 107 of the Insert Credit Podcast. Yeah. With you today are Frank Cifaldi. Yeah, the show oh. now. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's, oh, yeah. Come on, it's not the Insert Credit Podcast. Sorry, cut all of that. Let's start over. Welcome to episode 107 of the Insert Credit Show. With us today are Frank Cifaldi. It's true, yeah. Brandon Sheffield. Hey, what's up? Tim Rogers. Yeah, that's me. And your host, Ian Adams. Uh, We are all in different places, as is often the case now. But Uh Tim is in an extra different place. Tim is in Seattle. Yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Tim, talk about why you're here in Seattle for a second. I was going to say, uh, like, I met Brent Porter at the airport here, and he said we were getting ready to go get a taxi. Brent Porter was like, so Seattle's one of those cool towns, huh? And I said, yeah, too bad about that, huh? Because that's all there is to it, because we're not going to actually have any kind of a good time. I mean, we're going to go to the tax thing. It's not like that's not... Like that's abjectly terrible, but it's like not abjectly terrible, but it's abjectly not funnable. Yeah, there's fun. Mm-hmm. You can have fun there. It's fun. I have fun at People who are real good are there, and they're playing uh, your game, and they're real yeah. good at your game, and you're having a good time, and you're yelling. All right, that's enough banter. Yeah. <laughs> good. Uh, question one. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, we're doing this shit. Question one. Uh, with Super Mario Maker coming out, yeah, being like the only thing I care about that's coming out soon, mm-hmm. uh, one of the lifelong questions is back again. You guys have six minutes to discuss Super Mario Brothers 3 or Super Mario World, which is the better game, both as a game and as a set of mechanics. Since it's Super Mario World Maker, you're not talking about the full game. You're talking about the mechanics. Uh, Brandon, since this leaves you sort of with nothing to do, you're allowed to argue for Bonk's Revenge. (laughs) I can talk about it a little bit. All right, go. Well, I'm going to say that um, Super Mario Bros. 3 is better because it's not floaty. It doesn't have the, the silly inertia that I don't like in Super Mario World. And I feel like it's a tighter, more cohesively designed experience that you can go straight through. I mean, I guess it's it's more linear in a way, but um, I don't know. I I it's that that gets my vote. I think I appreciate the purity of of three a little more than World, but uh, for the most part, I'd rather play World because it's a it's a nice little toy box of stuff. Uh, Super Mario World. There's a lot of things you could do in that game. Yeah, it, that wouldn't, wouldn't Super Mario 1 have more purity because there are only Italians in it? <laughs> We're talking about racial purity, right? Well, well are there... Yeah, are the, the racial holy war. That's right. Are there non-Italians in 3? Uh, I don't think Toad is Italian. You can't Toad's play as Toad in 3, and he's in the 1. Toad is, the Toad is in it. Toad is in 1, he's and he's also in, in 1. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in the Japanese 2. 
And also but he's in he's in three in the thing where you can get your your little items. He gives you the item box at every castle in Super Mario One. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah there there are more item boxes than there are castles. You're right. I, you can skip every item box, every Toad House. You don't have to right. go into them. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah. You're dead wrong. I don't understand but, racial purity. So as as far as racial purity, it's a wash. Yeah. Boom. I'm gonna have to start over. Sounds like you got. So Tim, uh, what was yours? Yeah, go ahead, Tim. I want to hear from Tim on this because I think Tim has more thoughts on this than I do. Well, I like Super Mario Brothers three. I think it's the best. I think it's the best about jumping. I think it's got the best jumping, and it's really good. Uh, It just feels good. There's too much UI. There's that big old the the P meter, the little triangles, triple like triangling out. And when you run fast enough, they'll fill up. I think that's dumb, and it takes up a large part of the screen, but that has a lot to do with graphics limitations. Well, I also feel like that entire UI thing is there because they can. Like, they figured out that trick. Yeah. It's cool. Right, that's an MMC3 thing. Yeah. What was that, Tim? Sorry. I guess it made everybody think the game looks sophisticated. Yeah, uh, I kind of remember thinking that at the time, you know, like like it just it struck me as like, oh, this kind of looks like a computer game. Yeah, you feel like you're doing brain surgery or something. <laughs> like you're using some astronaut software. Uh, but uh, now I look back on it, I think it's kind of like this big use of part of the screen. But in Mario Maker, they condense it all to a little rectangle up in the corner, which That's is true. So you have a full screen Super Mario Three. It's nuts. You know, Tim, I I played a couple of those Mario Maker levels after you talked about how uh, the press had made them and they were all bad, and you were correct at the end. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I played it at Christian Nutt's house, and I was like, I recognize half the people that made these levels, and uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) There was some article on Polygon that was like the best Mario Maker levels so far, and they were like... Basically, the levels were like, and uh. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think the problem there is is that Nintendo, with its World Championship thing, it did they did a thing where they were like, look at these clever tricks that we can do, and so then all the people that made the levels were like, I could make clever tricks. I'm clever, and so oh. they just built their well, stuff I think around. The other thing is, your first thought when you're in a level editor is, oh man, this will totally fuck with people. Like, the thought of, this will totally guide people through an enjoyable experience that they won't realize they're being guided toward is like your 900th thought when you're given a level editor. It takes a long time to get at, like, that kind of complicated thinking where your level's actually fun to play instead of just being like, you didn't expect an invisible block to be there and kill you. Oh, but we got you. Yeah, most yeah. of those Mario Maker levels don't understand that you've got to be able to see stuff. You can't throw, you can't like have a tall, like structure, like where you climb up two screens and then there's like a massive wall and then there's something below the bottom of the screen that you can't see. Like a lot of those levels don't seem to understand that you just can't do that in a game level if you want anyone to enjoy it at all. So. It's like just little elementary little things like that that are just really kind of sad. It's like people are making those levels and putting them up there. Like, oh, nobody's going to be able to figure this out. And it's like you shouldn't have to die 
like in the game, not in real life, in order to figure out what to do in this stupid level. So it's like little things like that were bothering me. I really yeah. wanted to make some Mario 3 levels, but when I played, there was no uh, Mario 3 levels unlocked yet. Like the uh, that's so, time. Uh, so Mario okay. 3, I guess? No, that's yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mario, oh, yeah. Mario 3, yeah. I think probably Mario 3. Mario World's got some fun meta stuff. It's overflowing. It's good, but Mario 3 is the tighter game. Question 2. Let's hear it. Rising Thunder. The uh, the business plan on this game is just aesthetics. They're going to sell just skins and things like that in this game. Uh, yeah. I assume in part because they were like, hey, Dota 2, just aesthetics. Let's get in on this. It's working for Valve. Uh, but Valve can put a million people in a game over a weekend, and Rising Thunder probably can't. Can anyone who's not Valve actually do just aesthetics? Well, I mean, it's not just Valve. I mean, Blizzard does it. And, uh, uh, Where does Blizzard do just aesthetics? Well, I guess they sell characters, yeah. Yeah. They're not selling characters in Rising Thunder. They're not selling characters. They said that selling characters, especially because... Like, with League, you can get away with cycling characters, because there's, there's hundreds of them, yeah. Yeah, there's so many characters. With a fighting game, you've got to cap it at, like, you know, m- maybe eight, 30. The ten. best fighting game roster might have 30 characters. Yeah. Street Fighter 4 at EVO this year had, like, a surprisingly broad roster of viable characters. Yeah. But, yeah, 10 is probably the reasonable place to stop. I don't know if they can make billions of dollars with just aesthetics for characters, but... uh. I mean, they can maybe prove that you can do it with a smaller game. I hope that they can, but I think they're—I think that they are perhaps limiting themselves a little bit with robots. I feel like yeah. robot, robots are a specific thing that some people like, and but maybe that's the thing they can do with aesthetics. They can make them stop being robots a little bit uh, if they find that to be true. But I, I can't say as I would pay to have my robot look different or cooler. I know that I'm probably not the exact target, but in general, when like when I'm making a thing, I want to be like, well, do I want to do this? Is this something that I want to do? And if the answer is no, I'm not going to do that thing. Um, and so I guess I feel like someone could. I feel like if you were... Um, like King of Fighters, and you had um, a big online thing. Like I don't know if you saw King of Fighters '97 had 500,000 concurrent viewers for its Chinese tournament uh-huh. uh, in 2014. That's crazy. So if you've got 500,000 people concurrently watching that and caring about King of Fighters 97 and you just got bought by a Chinese company, which is what happened to SNK, then uh, you know, maybe maybe you you put out KOF 97 for matching service or whatever, and then uh, you can sell different skins for Yuri and people want that. That might work. Someone else could do it. Yeah, I feel like uh, more than just Robots, etc. What they've got, they have a. I mean, they built a UI. They've got their netcode. They've got their user experience. They have all that stuff made. They have a, They have just an engine. They could make another fighting game. I don't know. 
like one that's not about robots. I feel like they're making it about robots because that's just aesthetically simple because they're just these boxy, cartoony-looking robots. They all look cool. Uh, yeah. I think the game looks cool. People pay for aesthetic stuff in Dota like crazy. Uh, I feel like they could do it. They could make like enough money to prove that they could make more. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, obviously they're gonna have to just build an audience organically that that's big enough to for that to somehow support, you know, game development. But I, that's a hard thing to scale. I mean, to Ian's point, you know, <laughs> without without being uh, uh, someone who already has millions of users. Yeah. Uh, can anyone else get that level of users? I think was the question, and or even enough to survive, because no one else yeah. who's tried to do pure aesthetics has stuck around or stayed to pure aesthetics. Yeah, they're, they're, they're taking a risk by doing a different type of game, too. It's a fighting game, but uh, it has the accessibility of something like a MOBA, because they removed the input learning barrier. And, uh, like, it's a different kind of fighting game. Like, man, you can just get on there and just play a couple of games of it. Like real fast, which is cool. I mean, it's it's possible. I could. I'm trying to think of a scenario in which I would pay for aesthetics in that game, and it's like, okay, if it's free to play, but then they have, and like a Oscar 120% skin pack, where I can make the game just all the characters from that series that I like, or something. Uh, maybe so, I would spend. Yeah, I did those games. They're never gonna let you. Skin it to change other people's characters. I was I was gonna say like so rather than doing what most people do with skins, and I say most people based on having looked at metrics, to show off to other people. Brandon's like, yeah. no, I want to pretend I'm playing a Saturn game. I want a skin that That's alters right. my version of the world such that Saturn games have competitors that I can play against. That, that's exactly right. That's uh, And and you got to change the UI so that it looks like the net link, and uh, it's like you know, calling your friend now. Uh, yeah, that's what I, 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 I think uh, I think it could work with licensed characters, which is which this isn't, right? But uh, yeah. I think I think like a good version of of what's of what's that fighting game? Is it Mugen, where you can uh, add your own characters? To Mugen, it? yeah, Mugen. Like I think I think a good version of that with you know an actual commercial studio behind it and stuff, like where you just reskin fighters to to uh, be officially licensed characters. I can see that working. Well, um, in Japan, they had virtual fighting I'm, arcade. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'm, we're doing it old school. Speaking <laughs> uh, it old school. Speaking oh. of Valve, as we just were, at least uh, along the edges. Valve. Let's fix the discovery problem with for Val, uh, Steam. Ooh. Okay, that sounds easy. Yeah, sure we do. Yeah. Just... I mean, they have like people with huge experience in this not succeeding, but let's do it here in six minutes. Okay. Um, everyone should just listen to me, because I know what's up. And they should... <laughs> Actually, no, like, how, well, how, do you, how do you showcase smaller things? Aside... I actually like what Apple Music is doing right now. Have you guys actually checked it out? Oh, the only thing that I've heard about it is that, at least on at the beginning, anyone could upload something under your name, and then until you uploaded an album, they could get money from it. Because C418 had uh, some dude making, like, 
thousands of dollars off of his album by uploading it themselves because he hadn't done it yet. So well, that sounds uh, a lot different than the discovery problem. So anyway, it is. discovery <laughs> yeah. on Apple Music. Uh, right now is they have a team of tastemakers that just make playlists. Mm-hmm. And while Steam has this, you know, curator sort of thing, um, the curator thing is not curated. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, the curator system is is just... Yeah, it's just uh, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it, and it's upvoted by popularity, right? Whereas Apple Music has Apple curators, and it's their jobs to uh, create interesting mixes of songs and and uh, try to expose you to things that that, uh, that you wouldn't have listened to otherwise. And I find myself listening to a lot of these playlists um, yeah. because so, it, start, it starts to understand my tastes based on which playlists I play and which, you know, things I go seek out myself. And it's actually getting kind of smart on me. Um, so whatever they're doing uh, seems to be working. And I think, it's, I think it really is just... Uh, playlists that are thematic as opposed to, you know, Jim Sterling's favorite games. I, well, I think uh, you could do uh, some of... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I tried out that Apple Music one. Yeah, there's some cool stuff going on with the curator playlists and they're using that old uh, you know, the old iTunes Genius style thing where it takes a playlist and uh, takes a song and it extrapolates a playlist based on other songs that people who have that song in their library tend to have. Yeah. It, it's pretty neat. Uh, and that Apple Music curator idea is pretty neat, and I really think that is what they should do for Steam is have hire some people. Yeah. They should hire some, uh, God, I don't want to say video game journalists. No, 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 no. no. You know, I so when I first heard about that that curator thing, I was thinking that may, maybe there is something to that where, you know, if you want to play a Brandon Boyer game, because mm-hmm. as we as we have discussed on this show before, there are games like Katamari, like uh, every, everything that Kita Takahashi's ever made, but also yeah. anything that just, like, has Kinda whimsy. Looks like that. Yeah. yeah, anything yeah. that looks like that and has whimsy is a game that's made or, for uh, Brandon Boyer to enjoy. And yeah. if you feel like playing one of those games, uh, there should be a Brandon Boyer list. Uh, and that's the kind of thing that I was thinking about. Like Tim might make a uh, some kind of hard action game playlist if if asked to, and that might be something someone would want to see. Uh, and that's what I thought it was gonna be, and then it wasn't that. You're talking about Steam. So, yeah, talking about part Steam, of the problem yeah. is it's super easy to make a Brandon Boyer playlist. There's no discoverability for that playlist. Right, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, even, if, even if someone does the work to be like, I'm a person with good taste who finds a playlist, I think Frank had a really good point that part of the solution here is um, there need to be human beings whose job it is to have good taste. They're just sitting somewhere. in an office working. Yeah. 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 Whose yeah. job it is somewhere to be like, these ten, like if they're not doing... Uh, curation themselves, they're curating curators. There's yeah. somebody whose job it is to be like... Curator yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think there there should be something like that. And and there's there's a precedent for that sort of thing within game publishers where they have, like... What do they, what do they call it? They, they have someone in charge of reviewing their games internally as though they were... Usually it's a, ga- a former game journalist and they're like... We want you to review this objectively and tell us what a reviewer is gonna think about it. 
And uh, I think that, as stupid as I sort of think that sort of thing is, I think actually in this case it would be that's the kind of person they should hire. Yeah. So as for how to make this work uh, on Steam, like how to actualize it, I just want to point out that Steam's website is really, really ugly. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the fonts are terrible. It looks really, really old. So it's due for a UI refresh, if you know what I mean. Their yeah. whole idea of that window, the scrolling window at the top that has all the featured games in it. I could call that a carousel, Tim. <laughs> well, not everybody knows the terms. I'm, I'm that's why I'm sharing them. Speaking of broader audience here, I know what a carousel is. <laughs> Don't you tell me my job. I'm just saying that's for everyone. It's not you're a vector for share. You know a point of view character in fiction. You're the point of yeah. view character for sharing carousel with the audience. Oh, nice. Telling <laughs> okay. character type in fiction. Uh, uh, I think it would be cool if there's you could fit like a curator thing on there, and then there could be like some hot buttons that you click. It's like I like I like this kind of stuff. We, we still have a little bit of time. I want to pull up Apple Music right now and just start listing some of the uh, the For You playlists. I feel like well, I'm not well, going to trust that at all. Well, you're pulling that up, Frank, oh, and I want to call you out. Like you're not going to trust the For You playlists, Brandon? No. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not bringing these up because I'm like, look how they know me. I'm bringing these up because oh. there's, you know. Okay, the first one. The playlist is called Walking Along the Boardwalk, and the description says reflective songs for savoring the sunset on the water. That doesn't sound particularly appealing, right? But it's like, okay, there's a theme there. There's a feeling. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I like that. And, and in fact, when, when people ask me for, for music recommendations, generally I... I Talk to them about mood rather than band. So yeah. I, I approve of that. Well, like yeah. Last FM would let you assign adjectives to artists, and then it would uh, it would like tag cloud, and it would uh, weed out information pollution by determining which tags are most fr- adjectives are most frequently ascribed to a particular type of music. And that's Last FM. That's old. There's yeah. Aura and Spotify since then. And yeah. people are but that's all tagging system, though. You know what I mean? Like, like that's not like that's, exactly, that's probably what you're gonna say is is that it's not like curated. It's not someone's actually like like uh, corralling this stuff. It's just yeah. it's just a tagging system, and that never works for me. It doesn't. It doesn't. But uh, it doesn't work for me either. But that system has laid the groundwork for yeah. these hybrid curator and tag systems, and. Apple Music so far is the only one of all the music streaming services uh, uh, that includes Beats, uh, Last.fm, uh, Spotify, Pandora. Like all of it's the only one so far that actually interests me. Uh, I got all in right. there. Oh, oh. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> next up. Let's go. Uh, a week or two ago, Tim was talking about giving people video ball codes, and I asked him for a code, and he didn't even respond. What the fuck, Tim? Wait, I was talking about giving video ball codes? Uh, specifically press. Um, but real question, all of us at this point are game developers. We've dealt with this. Uh, how do you deal with people asking for codes? Who gets codes? How good of a friend does someone have to be for a code? Well, at what point you. are you like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? Don't ask me for a code. And do you ask people for codes, or do you just hope to get them? 
I'm, I'm going to give my non-answer really quick, if you don't, yeah. and, then, and then you guys can give the real ones. Uh, so the the first game that I worked on that had uh, codes to give out was IDAR, but it was free for the first two months, so it didn't matter. And then the second game I worked on that had codes to give out was Mega Man Legacy Collection, which isn't my game, and I don't have codes, so I don't have to deal with that either. So that's my non-answer. You guys have fun. So my answer is... Uh... I've been getting asked for Steam codes, Xbox One codes, and PS4 codes for Video Ball every day by around a dozen people for about six months. And it's just not possible to tell them all, hey, uh, uh, I don't have codes. The game actually isn't out yet. And there's a guy, and I want to say this guy's name. I'm not going to say his name. His name is hilarious. I love his name. Like... Porter's, Porter's laughing over there in the corner. He knows this guy's name. Oh, God, I want to say it so bad. Just, just say it, just don't be mean. No, Tell us mean. and Blaine beep it. No, I, I have to be mean because, like, when, when you hear what his website is, you will know that I have to be mean. Okay, uh, so, so, so we, we will make special note to Blaine to beep this out. Oh, yeah, but we no, have live people. The I'm problem is, first. it's and live, so... Okay, yeah, tell, yeah, tell yeah. us in our private chat right now. Just type it in. Yeah. Okay, I mean, okay... We're burning a lot of time on this question. <laughs> it doesn't matter, because this story's going to be so good. Okay. All right, all right. He's typing. He's smiling as he types. Wow! Okay. <laughs> all right, that's good. That's really good. good. And then that's he's got good. a website or something, right? Oh, he, his handle. handle now. Uh huh. It's a good name. Ready? Dot dot dot. Oh my god. <laughs> That's good. Wow. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> oh. Uh, I will go to my grave with this information. Okay. Oh yep. so, uh, yeah. He's one of many people who have. Oh, that's right. Me. Uh, asking for a code for video ball. And then I go to their website, and it's some GeoCities-looking thing, and their YouTube has, like, four subscribers yeah. and two videos, or it has, like, 100 subscribers and 5,000 videos, and they're just all, like, raw, unedited 50 minutes of, like, iPhone game footage that he just records and dumps, uh, just free-to-play games. Like, here's Clash of Clans for an hour or whatever. Like, just these bizarre things. I don't understand these people. Uh, but... I keep getting, there's this pattern, there's this sort of gamer who's asking me specifically for a code, and they run a website that just reviews the achievements. And all yeah. the review is is describing how hard or easy it is to get the achievements. I'm not going to give you a code if that's what you're asking me. First of all, you never heard of my game before you you uh, looked at, you saw it on some ID at Xbox list, uh, and you're just like finding everybody, like, so ID at Xbox had a list on their website that had all the games and links to the official websites, and I've got the press kit linked right on the front of videoball.net, and it's like, he just sends me an email, he didn't even know what the goddamn game is, he just wants the achievements. He's got a gamer score of like 400,000. It's like, this This is just completely insane. Uh, and he, like, all the, so all the reviews of these people who are asking for reviews, I looked at the reviews they gave Slashdash, which is a two-on-two, sportsy, local multiplayer. Yeah, it's a caption flex. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's really good. 
It's a top-down, no-hidden-information capture-the-flag game, which is neat because you're looking at one screen. I like that game a lot. Real smart game. Real good game. Check it out. Available now. Xbox One. Bam. Uh, uh, but I look at their reviews, and it's like, Slashdash is a pretty fun game. It is easy to get all of the achievements. Uh, <laughs> if you can get together four friends, you can have a really swell time. All right. This is Jimbo checking out. Right, and it's like, and then it's like eight out of ten, and it's like just like browser default GeoCities blue font on like the score, and it's like just this dis- like disgusting looking website. Uh, but yeah, so it's like I'm seeing bad reviews, like just badly written reviews for these local multiplayer games that the person didn't play. Uh, they did not play it multiplayer, and I cannot abide the thought of sending video ball to some dude on the net who's just going to play single player or play against AI because that ain't cutting it. you got to right. play with people. So, Brandon, you have about 30 seconds left. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was going to say that my first game that I could get codes for that was really mine, um, I tried to send them to a bunch of people and they didn't care. That was Gunhouse. And then, then the second game that I put out that uh, that I could give people codes for it was Oh Dear Alpha. whole bunch of people wanted codes for that, but Sony didn't give me any, so I couldn't give any. Um, so, uh, so that's how that went. And but I'm I'm getting about as many uh, requests for for Gunsport codes. Just nobody bothers to check that that game is not out. And so mm-hmm. that, I don't know. I'll, I I'm, I've been supposed to put them on a list, but uh, I haven't been. The end. I want to say a final word. I've been putting mine on a list. Uh, I told people that they have to send me a photo of them with four other, with three other people and four controllers to prove that they're going to play it. Next, <laughs> I did a video for that game Capsule Force, uh, yeah. which was real good. Please stop asking me for codes. I don't have codes for Capsule Force. I did not make it. This is the mistake that people make every time. I feel like I say this is a game by these people and it's by this publisher. I did not make that game. Love that game, but I did not make that game. Please, uh, I'm sorry. I got like 100 emails asking for codes. Uh, I got like 20 emails asking, can you ask the developer for a code? It's like, no. <laughs> uh, like, close yeah, this out. You'd be like, I like clicked on like some like big-time AAA developer's tweet uh, the other day. I've been doing this. I've been like trying to achieve empathy with uh, people who are not me. You know, it's a, I recommend the exercise. Uh, and uh, on somebody's tweet, and it's like, you know, Call of Duty's coming out, the new one, and then it's like, can I have a code? Can you get a code, man? Can I get a code for it when it comes out? Uh, here's my Twitch channel. I've got 7,000 subscribers, and it's like, man, that must it must be horrible to be AAA, because how many emails popping into their PR inbox are idiots saying they got 5,000 Twitch followers? Maybe, you know, it's, you know your 5,000 followers are probably right. nice people. We're going to wrap this one up, too. Whatever you do, it man. Okay, we're wrapping okay. it. I am just going to throw out: if all of that is annoying enough, uh, wait for the fun that is. A friend asks you for a code, they enter it, and then you see on Steam that while they have the game, their hours played are still zero. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Why did you? That's even better. Um, I'm sure, that's yeah. That's most codes. Yep. Um, all right. Yeah. Question five. By the way, I do have a couple if any of you guys want to. So. Nice. I do. Make it nice. Question five. What's the point of consoles? 
Yeah, uh, it's it's a good question. I like them. I like the old ones, what they got. In the spirit of Mega Man. What's that? I said it's a good question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know that Mega Man 8 video on audio atrocities? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dr. Wowie. You know what you Question. That's a good. That's a good question, Mega Man. Mega Man. <laughs> yeah. I like that they did multiple yeah. takes of that guy, or that no. they did, and that was the best they could. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Either scenario is great. Yeah. Uh, and he was a uh, sweat all day. So what I like about best about consoles is that they're all the same. Uh, every Xbox One is the same. I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to figure out why. Uh, things aren't rendering on very specific hardware configurations uh, all the time. Uh, so that's the point of consoles. Uh, console development's always going to be easier to get right, but harder to submit. Uh, and if the uh, if the submission and update process on consoles became what it is on Steam, uh, I might never want to do a PC game again. That well, makes sense. I, uh, what I like about consoles is Power to the players. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah, Ian's doing some kind of baby thing that's making microphone sounds. We should. Power uh, to the players. Yeah. Greatness awaits. Um, and what else is it that I like about them? Uh, I like that it's one thing that I just yeah. turn on. And there's my video games hanging out in it. I like that it's got Netflix inside of it. Is that good? Yeah. yeah. Uh, lately, I uh, I've been okay, back. with my Apple TV because uh, the remote is just this little thing, and it doesn't run out of batteries. It's I've had it for four years, and it's like never run out of batteries. I don't. Do you not like that remote, though. Uh, yeah, I don't I like it either. But I've gotten to a point where my routine's good enough with it. They got that HBO Now on there, so I've just been using that. Yeah. They should make a new app. They're apparently going to be making a new Apple TV with a new remote, and it's got an app store. So look forward That's to that. Isn't it HBO Go and PlayStation Now? Aren't those the? No, HBO Go and HBO Now are two things. Oh, well, HBO, all right. It's confusing. HBO Go is the one that requires an HBO subscription. Yeah, it's the uh, same it's, content. Yeah, it's the same a different content. subscription type. Slightly uh. different. But yeah, HBO Now is uh, you can just get it. And that's what I did, because I was yeah. waiting for them to offer me the opportunity to get HBO without subscribing to some stupid cable garbage. My so favorite is... thing about either of those services is that on the top level, you don't even have to go searching around for it, is uh, like late night, Tim, I think is the category. Yeah, yeah. Which is all like, it's the combination of like HBO's weird sex documentaries and then those movies they have that are exactly of the quality of porn, but aren't technically porn. Wait, that's up on the top level? You're saying it's not up on the top level for me. Oh, HBO Go, it's right at the top level. Like, it's oh, like... Okay. HBO Go's Featured, movies, comedies, sports, porn. It's, like, right on the top list. But, oh, uh, well, the HBO Now is better than. So you lose. Ha-ha. <laughs> you just blasted yourself. Or yeah, that's get, a uh, discoverability thing, and it's recommending. I'm ha- yeah, it could be. I'm having a hard time thinking about what I like about consoles, just because it really is. I mean, I like all these old consoles that I play, but I, I guess I don't have the new ones, and I haven't found a reason to get them yet. It's all and, ease of use. I mean, there's really nothing else to consoles. It's it's just yeah. the game, you put in the game, and it works usually. 
Yeah, they are all computers. I guess I guess it is that. There's uh, The Last of Us HD Remaster. There's Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection Remaster. Mm-hmm. There's Uncharted 4. There's probably Uncharted 5. Yeah, how many times did they master those ones? That's what I want to know. So in other words, if you like dogs that can't behave, uh, who let the dogs out? Sony did. Greatness awaits. <laughs> Jump in. Are you ready? Indeed. Uh, I think so Frank I answered that one correctly. It's ease of use. The next yeah. question. Ease of use. <laughs> uh, nice question. We are going into a lightning round. Not all of these are going to work, and so if it's a bad one, uh, deal with it. Okay. But you are going to... I don't care what doesn't work. You're going to pitch me games based on titles. Mm. Uh, the titles are the uh, the Babysitter's Club books written by the original author. Who hmm. was the original author? I don't remember anymore. I wrote these questions like two weeks ago. Okay. Oh, speaking of which, this question sponsored by Matthew Kumar... And uh, MK Ultra, their hit game, Night and Damsel, available now on Steam, for 20% off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's on Ouya too. Come on. And on Ouya, yeah. Right. You can also yeah console for ease of use. Get, get the Ouya <laughs> out of your closet. <laughs> Hook it up. Did your baby uh, just Night scream no when you suggested playing yes. Ouya? Okay. <laughs> it happened. He's a smart baby. He's a very right. smart baby. I am ready. Uh, do, you, right. do you want to? Okay, all right, never mind. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Christie's great idea. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, I'm immediately like picturing this really awful Rube Goldberg machine that barely works. Ah. And I don't know what the game is, but it's like Christie made this thing. Isn't this a great idea? Yeah, I think I'm sold. Yeah, that sounds uh, great I, to me. I don't know what the game is though, but there you all go. Right. Claudia and the Phantom phone calls. <laughs> uh, it's it's like it's like that game that we game the calling. It's a it's a horror game, but you have to hold the the Wiimote or I don't know the Wii U thingy. The PlayStation 4 controller also has a speaker in it. Okay, or that, so it can be multi-platform. Yeah. And uh, you you hold that up to you, and and it's like, hey, it's your grandma. I'm dead. Uh, and and you gotta solve a mystery of, of of your grandma and other old people that are dead, and then they call you on the phone. So maybe it's like her story, but it's just phone calls from ghosts. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Uh, the truth about Stacy. <laughs> oh, poor Stacy. Stacy's got uh, a secret. That's all I know. And a and a gun. Oh wait, that was Jamie. Um, she probably has a Doctor Doom mask on, but that's as far as I've gotten. Okay. Is she uh, I feel the like the protagonist or the antagonist. I think she's. I think she's neither. I think she's. She's missing. She's gone. Deuteragonist. And uh, yeah, and we gotta we gotta find her, and we got and to do so, we have to find out the truth about Stacy. What what are these mysterious things she was doing in her house? Uh, why was she calling this uh, man in prison? Etc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marianne saves the day. Uh, just okay. A, just a superhero game. Okay. No. Yeah. It's it's uh it's a little girl with normal clothes on, but like a shitty cape, and mm. uh, it's just a it's just a really pleasant, colorful platform game. 
Oh, but you get to the end, then it turns out she was dead. Right. <laughs> For uh, emotions. I mean, we're adults here. We can't make a video game about a child unless it turns out the child is dead all along. Right? Uh, that's art, isn't it? Yeah. Or has cancer. Is. Sure. Yeah. They can turn out to have cancer. Uh, Dawn yeah. and the Impossible 3. Whoa! Ooh, I like that one. Oh, that's <sighs> a person. It's just about a morning. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking it was the morning as well, so I think we're... we're... We're definitely there. So three uh, vampires, and uh, they're they get marooned in a desert, and they've got to get uh, to a cave. They've got to find a cave, and they've got to fight hordes of demons that are trying to keep them in the desert until the sun comes up. I, I feel like maybe they don't fight hordes of demons. They they're in the desert, and and each of them can be in a, in the sun for a certain amount of time, and so they got to like shadow over the other. So you gotta you gotta keep uh, revolving them to keep them alive, and you're trying oh, to get sure. in, into darkness and then and kind find of some the lost Vikings thing. Yeah, kind of like that, and uh, and you're trying to get to things that you can drain of blood so you can stay alive until night. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Uh, Christy, and this can be the same Christy from the our first one, the Great Idea, or a different one if you want. Christy's big day. Uh, actually, I think this is Christy Yamaguchi, and it's a game about. Uh, figure skating. <laughs> it's, it's about the day that she won the gold medal. The Olympics, the long, the long program. Yeah. Uh, my only Christy Yamaguchi fact is that she lived in Reno, and as a result, I've met her like four times because whenever there was like some kind of charity event, it would be like, "And Christy Yamaguchi's here." Yeah, yeah but you know, she was from Reno, where I, not Reno. She was from Fremont, where my dad lived. So uh, I. From Fremont Reno, as they always say. Fremont Reno, and in fact, there was a uh, there was a billboard for her children's book in Oakland uh, like a year and a half ago because she's she's still the local hometown hero. Claudia and Mean Janine. This This can be the same Claudia who got phantom phone calls if you want. I kind of want it to be Claudia's Mean Janine machine, and it's just a reskin of another puzzle game. Like uh, like Doctor Robotics movie machine, but with correct. Mm-hmm. I I think I think it's a it's a heckle and hide heckle and it's heckle and hide <laughs> <laughs> heckle and Jekyll uh, uh, Jekyll and Hyde game. You know, I, th- I think yeah. I think there's I think there's some kind of unreliable uh, hide have to uh, what are the names here? It's uh, Christine and Claudia. Christine and Claudia and Janine. Claudia and Mean Janine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So Mean Janine is. Uh, is like the the other voice inside of her, uh, and it uh, semi randomly comes out. So you'll be in the middle of a dialogue tree where you're trying to accomplish something, but then you suddenly have no option but to be really mean, and then you gotta like fix it. You just made me think that it was uh, Sonic Unleashed. Boy Crazy Stacy. Oh, she's she's. There's just killing all the boys. Yeah, that's where I went too. She has a chainsaw and she's just killing boys. And like the default weapon is a knife, and she what? swings it straight down like over her head. Yeah. So the boys are shorter because she's going through puberty sooner than them, and you have to stab them all in the top of the head. And whenever you stab one in the top of the head, the geyser of blood that comes out makes her uh, like boosts her up into the air. That's cool. Wait, so like just fly just a by attack. 
Fox like, it's time. A 2D yeah. I just want a 2D side scroller where you stab enemies in the top of the head as the weapon. I think that's cool. Uh, Logan likes Marianne. Uh, it's about Wolverine. <laughs> I was thinking it was about Logan from Logan's Run. I think it's about Logan from X-Men, Wolverine, and he's swimming to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. He's fighting <laughs> anglerfish with his adamantium claws. I'd play it. Because uh, he loves Marianne a Trench. Yeah. We're closing <laughs> in on these. We have Christy and the Snobs. Well, it's Christy Yamaguchi. Uh, this is maybe her origin story. Yeah, people didn't believe in her. Oh, yeah. she's going to stab people in the top of the head with her ice skate. <laughs> with, her, with her ice skate. Yeah. yeah. Break. Bring it down on the top of her head. And, and, and there's, a, there's a, 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 a flying carpet somewhere in there, too. I don't know why. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Claudia and the new girl. Oh, Claudia! What trouble she keep getting into? Well, Claudia, the new girl is this—is uh, this abomination that Claudia made on accident? Um, and you have You're to talking about Metal Sonic. Yeah, the Claudia games are Sonic to me now. Uh, so, so it's the new girl is is this vaguely female-like abomination monster that Claudia accidentally made in science class. Uh, and you have to, uh, it's, it's kind of like, uh, the, the monster's kind of moving on its own and causing trouble, and you have to sort of, like, run ahead of it and prevent it from accidentally hurting itself or others all the time, because it's also really stupid. Mm. Sounds frustrating. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of, I can't think of the name all of a sudden, um, Rare Game N64, it's on the new release, it's one of the best games on there. You run ahead of a nuclear missile and break everything. Blast corpse. Yep, blast corpse. Blast corpse. Blast corpse. Oops. Yes. Uh, and finally, goodbye, Stacy. Goodbye. Oh boy, crazy. Stacy got what was coming to her in the end. Yeah. Girl taller than her. <laughs> Stabbed her in the top of the head. Yeah, I was thinking it's a game like the uh, it's a game based on the creepy Watson video Um, you remember there's a Sherlock Holmes adventure game where uh, they didn't really code in like Watson pathfinding to follow you it's just that whenever you turned around he was behind you oh yeah so uh, it's it's a game about trying to get away from Stacy but it just is very difficult goodbye and you've got a stabber in the top of the head. Yeah, that's ultimately the solution, yeah. Uh, so I'm wrapping that, but I'm a, there's so many great names in here. Okay. Jesse, Jesse's Secret Language, Marianne's mm. Bad Luck Mystery, <laughs> Stacy's Mistake, uh, Christy <laughs> and the Walking Disaster. Wait, so, so the, the Mistake and the Walking Disaster are both the new girl. It's just very sure. new girl. Wait, I want... I want uh, Christy and, and the walking mistake to be um oh I'm I'm Nancy Kerrigan Nancy Kerrigan is that right yeah. Nancy Kerrigan yeah yeah okay Tanya Harding Tanya Harding that's what I wanted Christy's Tanya walking Harding. mistake is she didn't pack her ice skates and then a freezing rain poured over the city and the ground is now frozen so she has mm. to walk boy you know there that would be a pretty by not the, 
There should be a, a, an ice skating game starring Christy Yamaguchi where uh, nuclear winter has happened and everything everything is iced over and the only person who can save everyone is Christy Yamaguchi with her superior ice skating skills. <laughs> uh, that could be Christy in The Walking Disaster. Could be. Oh, it could. Yeah. Man, I would play that. Stacy in the Mystery of Stony Brook is solid, but the one, the last one I want to hear a pitch for is uh, Marianne and Too Many Boys. Hmm. Uh, well, so Marianne, uh, <laughs> the trench, uh, has uh, yeah. No, I think okay, okay, better idea. Uh, she's just uh, there's a bunch of boys swarming around like nut huggers like. Flea men, like in Castlevania, the little hoppers. Yeah. And she's got a like a blade, like a knife that she swings down, like wheels around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's got a stab her in the head. And uh, you get a bonus for like shish kebabbing multiple ones at a time. So like you want to try to get like a bunch of them, risk reward, swing it down. I was thinking that uh, crusty super funhouse, but with boys instead of mice. Yeah. Anybody listening? Oh, okay. We have another type of side-scrolling action game where you stab things in the top of the head, like the arm. I'm on mime it, kind of watching. Like the arm just swings down, like that. So it's like it swings behind your head and then down. If somebody wants to do that, send it to me. Let me know. It it attacks behind you too on the on the upward arc, right? Yeah, on the upward on the upward part. Yes, it does like a full. It paints like a rainbow arc above you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of stride, strider rainbow, right? Like send that to me. We'll uh, workshop it. You can get a good ten percent, five percent. Get a Pico Eight build in this weekend. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, that was the one hundred and seventh episode of the Insert Credit Show. Huh? Blasted. That was it. Blasted through it. You got owned, idiots. Everybody listening. Uh, that was not the. That was a real twist ending. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Blaine. Why Brown. are you listening to this, Moran? Huh? I was just trying to thank Blaine Brown for editing the thing, but you were yeah. calling people morons, so I didn't. I didn't. Didn't want to interrupt that. Idiots. Moran. Insert credit show. Silver, yeah. I would rather eat my own balls with my bare hands than actually pay for an 11-inch pizza.